Hello, top of the list listeners. I am your host, Dom, here with my other host and friend, RB. What's up, guys? We're coming to you in person. RB is visiting me here at the homestead in the studio. We are uh, hanging out for my birthday, celebrating my birthday. And over the weekend, before he was here, we both took the chance and we saw Top Gun Maverick. We're going to be reviewing the original Top Gun and the new film for you right here on top of the list. Yeah, this is a long awaited sequel, of course, referring to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Tom Cruise back to his piloting shenanigans is Pete (laughs) Maverick Mitchell. Um, And I think with that, let's start by discussing a little bit about the introduction we have to Maverick and some of these other characters that we'll see in Top Gun Maverick by well, discussing first. Let's let's so, talk about the first film. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Top Gun, 1986 uh, action yeah. film. Uh, it's such an 80s movie. It is, it is <laughs> the quintessential 80s movie. Yeah, it is. And um, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. I I like a lot of this movie. Um, just just like you said, the quintessential 80s film in it is what makes it great to watch. Um. I think some of the story falls behind a little bit, um, but you know the characters—they're all interesting that you want to follow, even despite their story isn't too, you know, it, it doesn't have the like the stakes that the new film does, which we'll talk about later. But um, I'll just go ahead and give my score, and yeah, then you yeah. give your score. So my score for the original Top Gun—it's a good movie. Um, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, I, I really did think that. I was going to give it a lower score, but then really that last few scenes there, especially the last scene with Tom Cruise when he heads off to fight in this uh, versus these these Russian um, jets and he gets called to action. Man, what an incredible sequence. That made me push it up to seven and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give this one just a slight tick above your score, Dom. I'm going to give this one an eight out of ten. To me, this this has all the makings of what screams a great movie. I Although the story isn't great, I think the action sequences are great. I know we've talked about at times some of my opinions on action films that sometimes it's just a lot of jump cuts and you can't really focus on what's happening. It gets to the point where it's kind of boring. It's just loud sounds and flashing colors. I think that this film did not do that. Putting cameras in the cockpits of these planes, which were actually flown for the footage and both mounting them on the plane and within the cockpit, cockpit allows us to uh, build uh, a caring for all of our pilots, whether it's Iceman, uh, Maverick, Goose, um, which I really loved, whether they're at Top Gun or in combat. Um, And yeah, I I thought the cinematography was great, well uh, in front of its time, being a 1986 film, putting some cinematography of things we've seen today to shame. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, I really love this film. So this is an eight out of 10 for me. Once again, I'll agree with you. I think the story is a little bit disjointed. This is a film that's all about Top Gun, which was a real place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fighter training school in Miramar, which was a naval flight base in San Diego. Um, and it was about Top Gun. It was right. about the school. It was about the level of competition that these top pilots, naval pilots in the United States put them up against. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we got to see them demonstrate that in combat. But this was not a film about in-flight combat. This was a film about Top Gun and training these pilots to be ready for combat. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things that, for me, holds this film back, is we talked about it's the quintessential 80s film. And 
I, I, I like it for the fact that I love the music in it. Oh, I love yes. the 80s music. I love all the, you know, into the danger zone. Kenny Loggins. Freaking awesome. Yeah. Like all the music in this movie is awesome. And that's why I love the 80s music aspect of this movie. But what I don't like and why I think I'm holding this one back a little bit is the hokiness. This one is hokey in a lot of parts. I mean, we got shirtless dudes greased up playing volleyball for a good 10 minutes of this movie. And that doesn't scream 80s nostalgia at you, though? <laughs> yeah, oh, it does, but yeah. it's hokey as heck. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's part to me of checking off 80s film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the style of film at the time. And I, I think now that you're even calling this to my attention, I, I understand why I love this film so much. Yeah, okay. I love, like, The Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. high school films. Mm-hmm. This film is essentially a high school film. It's just flight school instead of high school. That, that is what's kind of cool that's about That's what it. I, I love about it, yeah. Now, my other negative, too, I want to hear your opinion on, too. Um, I'm not a a jet pilot buff or anything like that. Um, One thing I feel like this movie failed on a little bit is I got lost in the story. Sometimes I got it was too complicated for me. It was way over my head when he's talking to his uh, love interest. And she's also like a flight expert, jet expert. Yeah. And um, some of the stuff they're talking about with the Mav or what are they called? Like the, the MIGs. MIGs. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand what all this is. What's all these terms they're using? Got lost to me there. And like I said, the stakes weren't always high. Yeah. It's just people sitting around and talking about these, you know, situ- you know, um, I guess you say hypothetical scenarios they could be in. Mm-hmm. And it felt kind of vain that, you know, all of our characters are just trying to one up each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, To me, it it felt a little naive of them, and it it feels like they were trying to lighten up the idea that they're testing themselves to be the number one pilots to go out and fight in wars, where it felt like it was becoming more of like a, you know, they're treating it more like, you know, they're playing volleyball for Pete's sake and having fun. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I I think that may have been, I'll I'll agree to your first point. Absolutely. There were definitely times in this film where they're they're using naval aviation terms that I don't Mm -hmm. know that I have to pause and look it up and if we were in the theater in 1986, we wouldn't have been able to do that. If we right. were at home watching it in 1986, we didn't have access to the internet like we do today that we were able to look this up. Yeah. Um, but so I will agree to that point. But to the point of, you know, them out playing volleyball and the one up I think that was just a point to make the characters relatable. Yeah. You know, like I said, that high school film, that's essentially what it was to me. This is just like, you know, you have. Iceman, i.e., you know, Mr. Jock, quarterback, has to be better than everyone else. Yep. You have Maverick, sort of the, the new kid in town that comes in and challenges the quarterback for, for alpha status. You have Goose, kind of his, his best friend, nerdy best friend, you yeah. know? So, I mean, I, I think that's what I loved about this film, is it took a situation that, by all intents and purposes, should not be relatable. Yeah. And it made it relatable. Yeah. So, my t- I, I agree with you on a few of those mm-hmm. things. My, my overall take on it is, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's a throwaway story, but the story is not the focus. It's all about the characters, mm-hmm. Iceman, Goose, Maverick. And that's about all the only ones I can remember pretty much. Yeah, the Viper, I think. I think Viper's the, the instructor. instructor, yeah. yeah. Actually, fun story about that. Um, the keynote speaker at our Menlo Career Connect Day, where I went to college at Menlo College, my freshman year was call sign the cobra who the character the viper was based off of so that's cool. a real person and he came and spoke and spoke about being cool under pressure and you know being, that's cool yeah and that that was really neat but that that is actually a character that's based off of a real person and 
even though, you know, Maverick isn't really a real person, Iceman is a goose. These are actually all collections of stories of things that had happened at Top Gun. Yeah. So, you know, those characters, the interactions, Viper was cool. All that stuff was great. Characters brought it home. Um, two great. I was going to give it like a in the six range. And then there's two things that brought it above into the seven and a half range for me. Number one, the death of Goose yeah. and the aftermath of that was handled really well, yeah. I thought, for this film. And that's what made it an above good movie for me, mm-hmm. as, as well as, like I said, at the end, when he gets called in. The, the great the, it has a fantastic ending in this movie where he's a, he just about is about to go and quit our main character maverick is about to quit and he comes back and he decides hey i'm gonna go and face my fears i'm gonna you know fight these guys the i think they're russians right i, I don't think it's ever established oh, okay. but i would assume at that point yeah whole more russians yeah. right so he goes and he faces off the russians and he you know faces his fears and he you know does it for his best friend goose that died and all that and that's Top Gun. Seven and a half for me, eight for Ryan. And I, I just want to, uh, one thing I, I'd like yeah. to add about Top Gun, that another reason I think this film was ahead of its time, I think it does a great job talking about, I guess mental illness is the right, mental health, yeah. you know, seeing the pressure these pilots are under from the opening scene where, uh, you know, whoever, you know, Maverick's the wingman for this guy and he has lock and then he goes into that like shutdown mode and we see Maverick with that after Goose dies yeah. and overcoming it. I, I think that also really humanizes our characters. And I mean, that's something that's ahead of its time. It's in the song, right? They're, these guys are heading into the danger yeah. zone, yeah. you know, they're, it, it's, you know, stressful circumstances there and the most dangerous situations you can put yourself in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they did do a good job of not yeah. shying away from showing that and just, you know, making it light heart too light on that yeah subject so with that said let's uh let's go into top gun maverick and i'm gonna let you talk about this one rb but i just want to start this one off with i I think me and ryan are sitting similar to this but i think i like this one a little bit more than ryan because i mean i went into the theater you know i enjoyed top gun i watched it on netflix with my mom and dad and i was like yeah that was good film i see what everybody's saying but then I didn't expect what I saw when I went and saw Top Gun Maverick, because when I left the theater, I honestly was saying to myself, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I mean, I'm I might be overhyping it a little bit. And Ryan, you'll probably talk about that. But I, I honestly think this is a 10 out of 10 movie in my book, just from the story, the characters, the acting, the cinematography, the way the that they made this film. This is one of the most impressive films I've ever seen. And it's one of my top five experiences in a theater. You have to see this movie in a theater, I feel like, to actually fully enjoy it like this. So I, I'm really enthralled with this movie, but I want to hear what your take is on it, RB. Yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I thought seldom will you see a, a sequel that surpasses uh, the original film. Of course, we talked all uh Empire Strikes Back. I know you and I have disagreed about this, but to me, The Godfather Part Two, I like more than The Godfather. Oh, I like Part oh, Two better. Okay, I, I thought we were flip. How about uh, Terminator Two? Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Those are just a few that do it, but I think this is one that does it. Yep. I love this film. Once again, the story was a lot more fleshed out. The dichotomy between this one and the original Top Gun is, as we mentioned, Top Gun is just about that. About Top Gun. This film is not about Top Gun. This film is calling back Top Gun pilots for an actual mission. There is a clock. We have three weeks to get these pilots prepared for this mission. Yeah. Here is the mission. 
And uh, it, it's not just a mission, but it's a life or death mission, a mission that they're not sure that they're sending, they're going to send these pilots on this mission. And they're almost certain that they're not going to make that, it out. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, but they say at first it's three weeks, then halfway through the movie, they say, no, next week it's going to happen. The yeah. time, it, the stakes, the intensity keeps moving more and more and more. Mm-hmm. The story was so much better in this one. I think that's why I love it so much. I, I will agree that the story was better. I'm not going to say so much better because yeah. like I said, it, it's a completely different style of film totally. than Top Gun. Um. But that being said, I, I, I really like this one. I loved Tom Cruise's reprisal in the role as a He's much amazing. more seasoned <laughs> Maverick, but yeah. still the same old Maverick with his his antics and his tomfoolery, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. I love this new uh, new cast of characters. Um, really thought they were, as, as much as I liked the original group of characters, um, as we mentioned, it was... Maverick, Goose, Iceman, and then maybe Viper. Pilot One, Pilot Two. Yeah. Pilot. Here we got a look at every one of the pilots, whether it was Hangman, whether it was Rooster, whether it was Payback, it was Coyote, you know. Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Phoenix might be one of my favorite characters in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah. I mean, you can we could list all the call signs of this squad yeah, without, more yeah. so than the original movie. Yeah. That's why I think it's so much better. And not only that, but all these characters had a great emotional pull at some point in the movie yeah without a doubt so and um the action once again to me just like top gun but even further so because we have these high stakes the action had me quite literally on the edge of my seat oh yeah yeah oh yeah and i mean you know we said top gun was ahead of its time Mm -hmm. the way they filmed the planes the way they did it tom cruise wasn't flying the jets in that movie though in this one he does he literally takes off from one of the cargo ships in this movie and they have a shot of him just doing it. And to me, that is so impressive to me. This movie topped it top, topped top gun yeah. in, that, in that way. Yeah. You know, I can, I can definitely agree with that. I think once again, casting was amazing. Let's talk about some new characters. Yes, um, of course we talked about uh, Phoenix who was, I think, the standout, as you mentioned in this. Uh, Phoenix, Natasha Trace, Natasha Phoenix Trace, played by Monica Barbaro. And she had a great plight because all the other characters are male in this one. Yep. And right away, you're connected to her because you're like, okay, I kind of understand where what your plight is against all these guys. And she's able to stand up to them and eventually become the one of the number ones in this yep. mission. Absolutely. So she, she has an incredible story, holds her own, you know, smart mouth, great character, Loved, uh, loved to see her as a pilot. Also, I think a person who hits it out of the park in this role, Miles Teller as oh Rooster. I love Miles Teller. I, I like him because of Whiplash. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of the few roles I've seen him pull off. He was terrible in the Fantastic Four. Let's just say that. I mean, I, have you seen the recent Fantastic Four? I have, yes. That, that's one of my least favorite movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's that was the last movie I saw him in. Um, for, after watching him in Whiplash, I'm glad he's back to top form here. He's fantastic in this movie. He looks so much like Goose. He not only looks, <laughs> but acts. I mean, when we see him doing Great Balls of Fire yeah. in, in the bar, I mean, I couldn't tell because they were cutting in between the, the footage of Maverick and Goose doing it together and then Rooster doing it. I couldn't tell who was who. It was right. incredible. Yeah. What an incredible casting job. What a brilliant job by hair and makeup. Yeah. And what an act, excellent job embodying that character by Miles Seller. Absolutely. Yep. And um, 
what what other characters we have? I know we have Hangman. He's another great character in this yep, one. Yep, Glenn Powell playing Hangman was was excellent. Uh, you know, very similar to Iceman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this class, you know, this isn't a class of Top Gun, obviously, but he is this movie's Iceman. Yeah. Sort of the cocky pilot, you know, wants to be number one at all costs, you know, leaves others out to dry, you know, leaves his wingman, mm-hmm. but, you know, embodies that role well. Um, John Hamm in this film, I yeah. thought was excellent as, uh, as Cyclone. I don't think it, it ever calls him Cyclone. I'm looking at the cast list here, yeah. but the, the vice admiral. Yes. I thought he was excellent, sort of as a, one of our villains in this film. I really liked him because a lot of what he had to say in the film was what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, that moving to, to drones and, yep. you know, making the fighter pilot obsolete. And this film had a commentary on that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was great. Um, one other one I want to know your opinion on RB because mm-hmm. we got some other uh, great cast for the, the pilots, but how about our love interest in this movie, Jennifer Connelly? Yeah, Jennifer Connelly, who I didn't realize was not, that's not the same actress who played his love interest in the first movie, was it? Totally different character and actress. Okay, see, and I didn't realize that. So I just went in thinking she was the same person. And quite honestly, I I can still, even knowing that it's a different actress, can still imagine it's the same person. There you go. Um, Yeah, I I mean. I bought the romance. I thought it was fine. It didn't. It didn't detract from the movie at all for me. Once again, this film had to hit on the 80s nostalgia. So, of course, we had to see Tom Cruise jumping out the window. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's the 80s nostalgia in this film. Had Just to have like them... we had to have a beach scene. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah. The, the football. Yeah. This is dogfight football. Yeah. Offense and defense at the same time. While this movie was much more a modernized, intense, suspenseful take on Top Gun, mm-hmm. it still didn't lose sight of its, you know, its uh, ancestry there mm-hmm. of its... If it's, uh, I lost what I was trying to say. But. Yeah, no, it, it's still, I, I think, finishing that thought, it's still an 80s film at heart. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, I mean, that's still the bare bones here. This film did not shy away from taking advantage of its longtime fans. It didn't make something completely new out of it. You know, Tom Cruise isn't, for, for example, Tom Cruise is not doing hand-to-hand combat in this film he's right. still a fighter pilot he's still in say his same goofy cocky self it's still a top yeah. gun movie yeah. it's just a new take on top yes. gun movie yeah which i thought was awesome yeah but let's let's talk about uh we were just talking about him Iceman returns in this movie val kilmer yeah. <laughs> val kilmer um what do you think about his addition to this movie because for me that was an emotional sequence i thought it was really great the way they pulled it off one of the things that I always complain about in movies and in TV shows is how to have a conversation over text Mm -hmm. with someone, have a conversation like that. And a lot of the times, you know, they either have like artificially, they edit in bubbles over people's, you know, over the screen. And you text and pops up. And it pops up. And the translucent screen in front of them. Either that or they show someone texting, but the phone is so far away from the camera, you can't even Mm -hmm. see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I feel like they found a perfect way to do a text conversation this one. You could read everything clearly. And not to mention when he actually meets Val Kilmer, obviously Val Kilmer in real life is unable to speak Mm -hmm. in real life. So they had him typing on a computer and then the text. And I actually think that it made it more emotional just reading the text than him delivering the lines. Without a doubt, and a great way to include Val Kilmer in this project. However, I am interested to know what Val Kilmer's feelings are now yeah. towards Tom Cruise, because I don't know if you knew this, but in the original Top Gun, they despised each other in real life. They they wouldn't speak to each other offset or on set in between scenes. So I'm, I'm curious if, you know, that that scene, you know, where they're hugging it out 
has some some roots to real life maybe you know past whatever wrongdoings have been fixed i'm glad you brought that up because i did read online i was i was on twitter i think and i saw it and in an interview because you know this movie's out tom cruise is being interviewed to promote it he did say he says that was 100 percent real he said that was not just them in character hugging it out but it was also them you know letting bygones be bygones and just being two dudes that admire each other mm-hmm. and respect each other. Oh, that's cool to know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I wasn't aware, but I was curious watching that having known the background. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, a, a great way to include him in the story and also create more of an emotional tie to this film. And what about when he dies? Yeah. Yeah. That, it, it, yeah. Yeah. That was really emotional too. I was honestly, I, I usually don't get choked up in the theater when I watch movies and I, absolutely didn't get expect to be choked up in the sequel to top gun but this movie didn't pull any punches when it came to the emotions there were a couple of scenes that really got me choked up yeah mostly involving the flashbacks that maverick has to goose oh yeah yeah so with that all being said i think we focused a lot on the positives yeah i have a few negatives on this film that i want to hear your opinion about i wanted to give this film a 10 out of 10 I love this film. I was locked in. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible. We get to the mission. Mm-hmm. Some of the coolest cinematography I've ever seen. Yeah. Slaloming through the mountains at a low, low altitude. So they don't get caught by the surface air missiles. Doing the crazy flip into the canyon, dropping the bombs, and then maneuvering to get away from once mm-hmm. they get out of the canyon, the surface air missiles. Yep. But Tom Cruise, Maverick sacrifices himself to save rooster goose's son obviously goose passed away you know essentially saving tom cruise pulling the hatch mm-hmm. in the first movie i think that would have been an excellent ending point to the film mm-hmm. and then tom cruise wakes up despite nobody seeing his parachute deploy obviously we see that his parachute deployed in some way otherwise one he'd be dead two his parachute wouldn't be out and then miles teller rooster coming back for him and that whole you know them running just you know, oh, act casually, just running through the base, happening to find an F-14 in this hangar in whatever this rogue state country is that's never described, mm-hmm. being able to fly that F-14, you know, that takeoff sequence on the completely destroyed runway, and then them being able to survive because Hangman goes out, sort of on his own, we can assume, because he asked for permission to leave and go back on a rescue mission. The, the rear admiral says no. Yeah, before they find out, because remember, Rooster, Rooster opens up his, uh, yeah, once yeah. they get over international water, opens up his GPS. I just, I thought it was a little bit outlandish. I think they had a perfect way to end it. This was, you know, of course, Top Gun was our introdu- introduction to Maverick. To me, Maverick would have been a great way, great place to end his story. Miles Teller would have been able to f- finally forgive Maverick and understand he was doing it for his own good. And this is why. And Maverick, and Rooster could have just looked up to both his father and Maverick by the end of the film. I think that would have been a perfectly poetic way to end this film, and I would have given it a 10 out of 10. But like I said, I think the very end, the final 20 minutes or so of this film were a bit outlandish. I I couldn't disagree more. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I, I honestly think that the reason why I give this a 10 out of 10 is the that final 30 minutes of the film. You know, that final climactic battle. It might be even be 40 minutes long. That's how long mm-hmm. it feels. But this is one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen. And, you know, one other thing that I put together when I was in the theater, when I was watching this movie too, is that in the first film, we have this backstory about Maverick's father and how he went back to save someone despite the orders. And to me, that made the scene when Rooster goes back to save Tom Cruise even more impactful 
because Rooster did what his father did. And I think that just made them the connection between them even deeper. And, you know, seeing these two guys steal this plane together and Miles Teller cracking jokes was awesome. See, I thought that, it was great. And, and we talk about the hokiness. Yeah. Top Gun, I think there's allowed to be hokiness because they are training. Mm -hmm. This one, they are in an active combat <laughs> yeah. situation and they're cracking jokes. Yeah. Oh, walk casually. And they're kind of walking casually through the base. Or, you know, they're giving call signs. I have no idea what that would mean. <laughs> they just start signing to, you know, to these pilots, these enemy pilots. I thought it was a little outlandish. And, and what I do want to say, yeah. too, uh, to that point is, you got to keep in mind, this is a blockbuster film. True. There's True. kids going to see this movie. There's, you know, families going to see this movie. It's a movie. There's going to be comedy scenes played lightly, just like in the original Top Gun. Right. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, is that if Maverick, I, I do agree with you. I mm -hmm. think I think it could have worked if Maverick died and then Rooster, the movie ended there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it might have been cut a little short. I, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed more more action, more climactic battles. But I do see where you're coming from, and I, I can appreciate that. But, you know, in the end of the day, having Maverick die and then it just being a sad ending, that's not the what families want to see in a blockbuster film. It's families want to see a happy ending where these guys all come back together. They're successful. I mean, I was pumping my fist in the theater when they were all coming back and they were all hugging each other on the on the well, landing strip yeah, and all everything. All on the first film. Oh, yeah. But once again, you know, we, we talk about, of course, it's a blockbuster movie. And there are going to be comedy scenes. But to me, there's a time and a place for the comedy to be placed. Got it. There was definitely a, plenty of comedy at, at, when they were training at Top Gun. And I'm okay with that. Just like there was a ton of comedy in the first movie while they were training. But I bet they're I, I, thinking back to the first movie in that final combat sequence where they're fight, facing off with the MiGs. There's not one joke crack. Right. It's all serious. Right. This one, I, I wish they had kept the jokes to Top Gun and the seriousness to the combat. Got it. Yeah. Well, but once again, because the action was so amazing in this film, oh, because yeah. our character development was so amazing in this film, because our cinematography was so incredible in this film, I'm still going to give this film an eight and a half out of 10. Okay. I, I mean, to me, this movie, like you just listed, it had everything that makes a movie yeah. amazing. You know, it, to me, that's why it's so fantastic. I mean, you, I, I do see why you're giving it a lower score there because of the ending, but I mean, I mean, let's let's think about yeah. movies with sad endings yeah. that are blockbuster. I mean, Terminator Two. We talked about it earlier in this in this review. Yeah. Terminator Two has a tremendously sad ending. That's true. I I would consider that an '80s family blockbuster film. I mean, maybe not family, but fit this age generation, same as you're those right. who go see Maverick. You're right, and I'm sure I'm sure there are others just like it. I mean, we can think of a Dude. more modern one, Revenge of the Sith. How about Empire Strikes Back? Or Empire Strikes Back, the, yeah. Well, the biggest blockbuster there was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke Skywalker loses his arm. Han yeah. Solo is pretty much almost Frozen dead. Carbonite, yeah. Going to Java's Our heroes lose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying well, I, there. I, I think that just because it's a family film doesn't mean it has to have a happy, let's all hug it out ending. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, the end of the day, this movie still blew both our socks yeah, off. Absolutely. I mean, we weren't expecting it to be as good as it was. We were expecting yeah. it to be in that probably six to seven range. It was a yeah. sequel to a film that we really enjoyed, not for the traditional cinematic reasons, but more so because it was just a fun ride. Something we've seen so many times before yeah. is them making these movies that came out a long time ago and they're making a sequel now for nostalgia's sake. Yeah. And it's just a dumpster fire. Remake for, almost. Yeah. Let's get the same story 
So we just feed everyone, oh, you want more Top Gun. You want more, you know, this new Matrix movie that came out. Yep. More of the same. And this film was not more of the same. So many movies have done it. And yep. this one did not do that. They told a great story that improved on the, on the last film. And they, I mean, they improved pretty much every aspect of the last film. So, I mean, hats off to Tom Cruise's production team. Hats off to the director and everybody involved in this film. Fantastic job. So yeah, final score for me is going to be 10. Eight and a half out of 10 for me. All right then. So next time on top of the list, well, next time meeting soon, very yeah. soon, because we are about to watch, RB and I, we're about to watch the third episode for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we're going to drop it. We're going to have a double drop here. We're going to drop Top Gun Maverick. The, this review that you're listening to right now, it's going to be up. So once you're done with this one, just hit stop, play, hit play right on the next episode of Top of the List. Obi-Wan Kenobi episode three coming right at you. And then we're going to get back on our schedule, back to regular schedule. Obi-Wan comes out on Wednesdays. Next Wednesday, we're going to have our, ep or probably Thursday, we're going to have our um, episode four review of Obi-Wan. Yeah, and stay tuned, guys. We got some great, uh, some great content coming at you the rest of this summer as well. Obviously, once we get all caught up with it, we'll have a part one review of season four of Stranger Things. Season four, correct? Season four of Stranger Things. Great movies coming out this summer as well that we're really excited to review. So stay tuned for some fun content. We'll have some oldies sprinkled in there as well. Of course, um, we've been talking about doing a Clone Wars review for a while. I just finished up Star Wars, The Clone Wars, so we may get on that one pretty soon as well. Yeah, we also want to do um, a few like movie series reviews that we've been doing, doing in the past. We want to do Mission Impossible leading up to the new Mission Impossible next year. We want to do the Evil Dead trilogy because I know RB has been interested in seeing that one because Sam Raimi. Um, and of course, we got more down the down the hatch as well. So yeah. we'll keep you updated. But uh, go ahead and click on that next episode of Top of the List right now and we'll see you there. Later.